0: It's time for you to add value. My guest today is Ryan Montes. Ryan is a certified instructor of hypnosis, NLP, timeline therapy techniques, and coaching. This former soldier and former private investigator is committed to training others in the most advanced tools in coaching and personal development available today. He runs value-packed experiential trainings for people who are serious about stepping into their elite. Ryan shares that he wanted freedom, financial freedom, work freedom, relationship freedom, And owning his own business gives him the opportunity to live life on his terms. Consistency leads to competence, and it is important to be consistent, create routines that align with who you want to be. Ryan, thank you so much for jumping on the show today. I appreciate the opportunity just to get to know you and a little more about your story and just share some of the tools and things that you're using to help people.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate it. I love talking about myself. So, you know, I I, I feel at home already.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. So you spent some time in the Canadian Army and then transitioned to pretty much running your own your own show. So would you mind sharing how you got how you made the decision to 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 move into entrepreneurship and, and run your own business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've always had kind of since I was a kid, I had entrepreneurship circling in the back of my mind. I was, you know, depending on how you look at it, I was blessed and cursed to grow up in the home of two entrepreneurs, right? When I was a kid, I had a a father that, you know, ran two businesses and I had a mother that supported him and worked in in those businesses and helped him run those businesses. Um, And so, you know, when I was growing up, I, I grew up in this world where, you know, I had parents that didn't have bosses. I had parents that made their own schedules. I had parents that, you know, I, along with all the benefits uh, of entrepreneurship, I had parents that experienced the, the difficulty and the pain and the stress of entrepreneurship. And I was there in the nitty gritty. I saw all of it, right? So, you know, when I, when I got into my early 20s and it was time to start working and living life, I had jobs and they just never felt right to me. I was a private investigator. I worked, you know, for investigation investigation agencies. Um, you know, I had a host of other jobs and and uh, eventually I was in the military, you know, and I again that's working clear obviously for the government, for the Canadian government. And you know, a lot of jobs that were very satisfying and that I enjoyed, but they just it wasn't the life for me. It never felt right. And you know, when I retired from the military, I thought, okay, it's time to time to walk in, you know, my dad's footsteps and, and start a business. And, you know, and he he worked in um, his his most successful company. And actually, it's still around today was a was a legal company. He was a professional or he is a professional paralegal, very successful here in um, or where I was living at the time, Ontario, Canada. And so I thought, okay, I'll get into that business family business, dad, that'll help me out. And I went to school after I retired from the military, studied, you know, graduated with honors from a from a legal training program. And then, you know, before I was just about ready to incorporate, just about ready to write the exams, get the licensing and all that stuff. And I thought, you know, I've been as a hobby and as a personal passion, studying psychology and hypnosis and neurolinguistic programming and performance development and personal development my whole life, since I was in my mid teens, basically, I thought, okay, before I start this business, before I come to become an entrepreneur, for sure, uh, for real, I'm gonna go and take some formal training in personal development, some formal training in NLP, some formal training in hypnosis and timeline therapy and coaching. Um, and that experience just radically changed my life. Like I thought I knew what personal development was, I thought I knew what mindset meant. I thought I knew all these things. And then I went and I I spent some time with a real mentor, with a master trainer who knew this stuff inside and out. And inside of a few days, like I was a different person. I was living on a different planet everything is different and better exponentially and so you know i thought okay maybe this is something to explore you know i, I haven't pulled the trigger quite yet um, on the business that i was moving into let me explore this personal development scene this nlp scene this you know trans life transformation scene um and that's how i wound up going down the path that you know ultimately led me to where i am flash forward you know a few years and now i have a what i consider to be a very successful business and a very happy life uh, as an entrepreneur, teaching basically personal development skills for for coaches and people that love excellence, basically.
0: Nice. I like that. You mentioned the, the challenges, right? You you witnessed in your parents, the challenges uh, of entrepreneurship, but what are some of the blessings? What are some of the benefits of, of entrepreneurship over having a job?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I just today I did um, a live video because I got a great, great, great question from a follower yesterday. And you know, my my core value, we talk about values and values are so much more simple than people think sometimes, but my core value is freedom. I I just want to live a life of freedom. And one of my followers challenged me and said, Ryan, you always talk about freedom, but you never talk about what that means. What are you looking to be free from, right? You know, (laughs) Um, and I thought that's a great, great question. So, you know, and ultimately for me, entrepreneurship means freedom. And what freedom means for me is having things like emotional freedom, you know? not then that's not necessarily you don't need to be an entrepreneur to have an emotional freedom but you know having emotions that serve me basically is my definition of emotional freedom and financial freedom having a, a, re, a source of revenue that is consistent and alignment with how i want to live my life and allows me not only to survive but to thrive in life so you know put it simply enough money to do whatever i want right uh location freedom you know, never having to go anywhere or physically be anywhere that I don't want to be right uh, and time freedom. Right. And, you know, I think one of the big misconceptions with, you know, time freedom is that oh, I don't need to do anything. and That's not the case. Time freedom <laughs> doesn't mean, you know, time freedom doesn't mean you lay on the beach all day every day. Time freedom means you control. You have control of how you spend your days, your schedule. Right. And then for most entrepreneurs, that's going to include Choosing to do actual work to build a business and serve their people, right? So for me, entrepreneurship has meant all of that, right? Studying the the, um, the Modalities and in the industry has given me the emotional freedom, but being the entrepreneur has given me the time freedom That's given me the uh, financial freedom has given me the location freedom that you know I've, I've been after in my life and I'm so grateful that now I have it. I, I can un, without a doubt say um, it's because of my
0: entrepreneurial journey. There's no question. Mm, that's fantastic. So let's talk about the the challenging side of of starting your business, especially uh, a, a business that's typically, you know needs clients. obviously all, all businesses need clients, but you're not exactly uh, you know, put a sign, put a sign out and, and you know open up you know Ryan's hypnosis parlor. <laughs> Yeah. Hang the yeah. sign outside and, and and people come flocking in. Yeah, not quite it's not quite
1: like that. Yeah, you can't just, you know, hang the sign out front that says transformations here, you know. Um, so that you know, the the harder, the trickier parts of entrepreneurship over, you know, the last few years. I'll tell you, like I was thinking about this the other night. I was thinking, you know, those zero dollar months are hard. Where you've started a business and you've grown a business if you have a month or two where you haven't made any sales and then i was thinking about it i actually said to myself ryan what are you talking about zero dollar months what about negative dollar months where you're spending money on the business and you're not bringing in sales okay um so you know again grateful to say I, you know i've been very successful but i had those times right i had those you know negative dollar months and those can be stressful those can be tough and it can be tempting to say you know should I go get a job to carry me through? Should I go do this? Should I go do that? Is this is, is this not going to work for me? Can I not do it? Blah blah blah. So you know the self doubt, the stress, the anxiety of growing a business. It, it, I think it's part of the deal. I think it's part of the deal. You know, and working through that and having mentors and and colleagues and peers that can help you work through those tough moments. Um, it, it, I think this is what got me through. Um, but the, you know, the, I think that's. When all is said and done, that was the th- those are the biggest challenges in entrepreneurship, right? It's the downs. The ups can come, but you must endure the you know the difficult days too, right?
0: Well, and especially as a as a practitioner of NLP and, and hypnosis, for you to have a down day that that that, that wait now I'm, I'm supposed to be the expert, right? I'm supposed yeah. to be the one that has this uh, speaking thing figured out and has the ability to communicate. Really, really well to yeah. help people with their mindset, and 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 I'm going backwards.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and thank goodness, thank goodness that you know part of growing this business included personal development for me, right? In order to be certified to teach what I teach, I had to like, I had to learn those skills. So I had those, I had those that foundation um, to really, you know, rely on when the business part of it was tough, and you know. There's two sides, as, as you know, Robert, I know you're aware to any business is the service that you offer, you know, being good and providing an excellent service, but also running your own business. And that's two very different skill sets. Right. And a lot of people are great at one and, and not necessarily great at the other. And, you know, as, you, as I'm sure you're aware, you, you know, you kind of got to keep both in mind and, you know, and develop. And develop both so yeah you know even today there's a lot of people out there in this industry in our industry who are highly skilled in getting results for their clients and, and being in service to the world and empowering others um, but not necessarily as experienced in connecting that service to the people that need it right mm-hmm. which is so important that's really that is the difference between a sustainable business and
0: not right Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about building your audience what's uh what have been some helpful tools in in helping you build an audience, create a following um, and create a pool of, of people, right? That upper level of the funnel, as it were, that are yeah. aware of you and, and might be developing an interest in, in working with you right to the point where they're willing to spend money with you.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, there's there's three that will immediately come to, to mind for me. Um, the first one is consistency. Mm-hmm. Consistency is so, 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 so important, Right um regular and consistent action in you know spreading the good word so to speak and putting out value and you know showing the world that you exist is far more valuable than you know sort of like peaks and valleys where we you know we have a couple of days of lots of creativity and then weeks where we disappear from the public view which you know i think a lot of business people and entrepreneurs fall into that trap so consistency is you know is a Big one, is a big one. The other thing, especially when I was starting out, this was the second thing, especially when I was starting out, especially when I was growing the following, was getting comfortable talking to no one. Getting comfortable talking to no one. Getting comfortable creating content for what at the time felt like nobody, right? Put out a live video, zero views. Put out a piece of content, zero likes. And needing and knowing to, that you have to be okay with that because the followers come but sometimes they come slow especially in the beginning and you know that content that people are putting out or that value that people are putting out you're building a foundation and i've had people you know who have come on in year two year three of the business and look back at value that i put out when i was talking to no one and and and, you know it was transformative for them so it really did pay off so this you know delayed gratification is kind of built into the experience i think so that's that's the second one. And the last one is is congruity, is really con- is congruity. The feedback that I routinely get about me is that, yeah, you know, I'm rough around the edges. Yeah, I show up imperfect, but I'm honest in what I do. I tell it like it is. I believe in what I do. I know it works. Um, and, you know, I am here doing something that I am very much passionate about. There's no forcing it here. There's no, you know, making it up. Um, and I think that comes across in, in communication that I do put out. In fact, I know that comes across in the communication that I do put out. And people respond to that. People respond to congruence. People respond to a person who, you know, is confident and honest about the service that they're offering. So those are the three that, you know, come to mind immediately for for me, Robert.
0: Absolutely. Well, and the, and the great thing about that competency, right, is is when you're starting out, You're going to be bad, right? Like the first time you pick up a baseball bat, or the first time you you try to to do anything. Typically, we're bad at it, right? But the only way you get good is that consistency. And so, the good news is that when you're bad, is no one's watching. So you've got the you've got the ability to be bad in front of no one for a little while to to develop yourself. But it takes that consistency of doing it over and over and over again to get better. So that when yeah. people do start watching, what they're watching is worth worth listening to. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and I tell my students, I tell, you know, um, my clients, you can always delete it later. Right. If you're being consistent and you're putting up value and two years from now, you look back at something you posted. First of all, no one's going to care about it. But if you're you're horrified with embarrassment, just delete it. Just delete it. And then it's and then it's gone it's much better to do that than to not put out the content to begin with because we feel it's not good enough and in many cases it's more than good enough right we are our we are our own harshest uh critics right so many times i've put out a piece of content thinking uh, nobody's gonna like this it's garbage but you know what i already made it already hit send i'm too lazy to do anything about it now and then and a massively positive feedback and, you know, messages pouring and saying, that was great. You know, thank you for sharing that, blah, blah, blah. Right. You never know.
0: Mm, absolutely. Well, and you mentioned that congruency and the ability to be authentic, right? Be be yourself and not trying to be somebody else. I think that that's so important. And of course, combined with your personal development, you've been focused on your own character and your own growth in the process. And and how much has that helped keep moving you forward immensely
1: immensely i mean you know if the the nice way of saying it is if you're not growing you're shrinking the real way of saying it is if you're not growing you're dying you need to be studying you need to be you know perfecting your art you need to be improving yourself every day and even though you know yeah you know now the business is off the ground the plane is flying even still now i'm investing in myself every day in terms of time money and energy i have you know, I am a coach, I certify coaches, but I have I have coaches too. And I'm going through and doing other people's personal development programs. And that gives me such a huge edge when it comes to being uh, effective in business, it's it creates forward momentum. um, And it's another thing that'll, you know, allows me to come and show up authentically and congruently, you know, It's called walking the walk right if i'm going to go and i'm going to tell people you know you got to work on your mindset you got to surround yourself with with people who have goals that are lofty like yours you got to do this and that and this you know i better be doing all that stuff behind the scenes too right
0: absolutely yeah it's uh there's a lot of irony in a coach that doesn't have a coach
1: yeah or 10.
0: (laughs) big time absolutely so one of the biggest values for me in, in my growth process, especially emotionally, um, was gratitude. How has gratitude served you?
1: Uh, you know, gratitude, it's so, so, so important, you know, um, from a, from a spiritual standpoint, I think we can all be on, we can all agree it's important. And I think from a neuroscience standpoint, it's also hyper important gratitude programs your mind for positivity and growth and efficiency and success. Right. Um, So, you know, regardless of what plane you consider it on being grateful for what's going well, um, is 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 just frankly, it's just good business and good life, whether you're an entrepreneur, or not, right. So you know, yes, I make a conscious effort. And I believe an unconscious effort to exercise gratitude. Constantly right. Uh, maybe almost to the point where it's obnoxious for some people because I'm always looking at the bright side the silver lining You know, why is this thing actually a gift in disguise, right? And, you know, I'll tell you uh, I've got a weird background. I've had some weird experiences in my life and I have more luck than any one person should have and Here's why it's because of the gratitude because I look on the bright side. I have the you know I've trained in the positivity um and you know have have learned the value and exercised the value of appreciating what what we have right every day
0: so good yeah I think uh luck is not a karma thing it's a preparation thing yeah (laughs) And, and when you're when you're prepared you're aware of the opportunities and you jump at them versus the people that those opportunities just go right by and they say, oh, I'm so unlucky, right? Karma is against me, or God hates me, or all these excuses, when really they're just not prepared, and they're not at the vibrational frequency to even have the awareness of the opportunity that others would call luck, and oh, yo, he's in the right place at the right time. Well, he had to be at the right place at the right time, because he had directions, (laughs) and and was prepared to be at that spot.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, you know, If somebody says they're not lucky and they're not seeing the opportunities, I say then the machine is working properly. You programmed your mind, what to look for and what to not look for. And that's what's happening, right? It's serving you as you wish, basically.
0: Absolutely. So obviously you switched gears from from a paralegal type field to NLP and hypnosis and personal development. But what's, what's your niche? Who's your audience? So my, you know,
1: my niche uh, is perhaps a little less defined than some people's. You know, I haven't narrowed it down to a gender or an age or a geographic location as a lot of business um, experts, in fact, do, do recommend that you do. You know, I work with people who are like me, basically. I work with people who love personal development, who want to change the world, who do value things like time freedom, emotional freedom, financial freedom, uh, and location freedom, and are unapologetic about it. You know, um, I don't attach any shame to, you know, going after what I want in life and living a life that is extraordinary and and people who are into that too and want to, you know, do that through a personal development and a coaching kind of business in the service of others. Those are my folks. Those are my. Folks. So the people that come and do my training and work with me and hang out with me are mainly coaches Are mainly positive, you know, grateful people who are you know growing their own coaching business or growing their own healing business or growing their own you know leadership business to go out and lift other people up and bring themselves up you know at the same time that's those are my folks if that if that makes sense if you could call that a niche i do personally
0: absolutely yeah you know the only thing you didn't mention is whether or not they had great beards or not most of them yeah most of them don't let me think in my alumni I'll
1: tell you, <laughs> you know, like I said, my niche doesn't have an age or a gender or a look of any kind.
0: Yeah, a beard's not gender. You're in Canada, man. Anything's possible. Well, anything is
1: possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> but no, that's one thing. I need to, clearly, I need to market to the beard people more because I think there's not a lot of beards that have come through my training yet. There, not OTs either,
0: right? There you go. That's We're going to put that out there now.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a gap in my messaging clearly somewhere.
0: Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> what inspires you, Ryan?
1: Well, like I said, my highest value is freedom. My highest value is freedom and living a life of freedom and defining freedom and easy, powerful tools that give people freedom. So, you know, the thing that gets me passionate, I love spreading the word. I love public speaking. I love coming on interviews like this and, and chatting with awesome people like you, Robert. Um, and, you know, and uh, just working towards this sort of unknown bigness in the future. Like, I know what my business does. I know kind of the direction that it's going. Um, But I just feel that, you know, there's only more, there's only more, you know, that we've only just begun, right. And there's only more to explore. And so, you know, I was thinking about it in the last couple of weeks, without even realizing it, I've been working 10, 12 hour days, five days a week, and then putting in hours on the weekend, too. And I'm not forcing myself to do that. I'm not, you know under a tight deadline i don't have a boss you know putting the screws on i'm doing it just because i love it and i'm building something and i'm you know playing around with back-end business systems and doing all this cool stuff and there's no there's nothing that i'd rather be doing right now right Than building this thing you know this business right so that you know, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's what gets me, you know, amped up.
0: Sure. And and one of the great things about that work freedom, right, because now it's become work freedom. You're doing what you love to do. And so work is no longer, you know, they, they there's some people that just, you know, don't get it when you say that. Right. When you say um, it doesn't feel like work. Right. Yeah. And it's obviously it's still work. You're still building a business. You're still getting paid. You're still working for money you still want money. Um, and, and, and yet getting into some of the nitty gritty of the journey is really where the fun is. And, and once you figure that out, <laughs> you can enjoy the journey a lot more. In oh, fact, yeah. you should if you're not enjoying the journey, you're on the wrong train. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Add Value to Life Coaching. Want to learn the mindset secrets of successful entrepreneurs that have been shared on our podcast? Well, you can get them for free at addvaluemindset.com, add, value A-D-D value Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness.
1: I, I, I've kind of, kind of gone through different phases in the business. I've gone through the phase where it's like, oh, I'm only going to work three hours a day and, you know, and I still made money and the business still grew. And I've gone through the phase where it's like, oh you know, I'll, I'll work from the coffee shop and all this stuff, you know, and I still made money and the business still grew. And so certainly, you know, if, if I didn't want to be doing the work, I would be doing a lot less of it. And, and you know, kind of I'm happy to say grateful to say I'm at the point where it would still be okay, right? But I'm doing this stuff. because I want to I'm doing this stuff because I know, you know, like I said, this is just the beginning, there's so much left to do. And I'm excited to find out, you know, what's next. And I want to get there as quick as I can, right pulling out all the stops.
0: Nice. Uh, So how have routines helped in your process and in your your growth?
1: Routines, I think are really important, really important. Um, For me, at least they have been, you know, um, how have they helped? There's no question that when you've got a business and you got an entrepreneurial venture going, there's things that just need to get done. things that just need to get done you know whether they're glamorous or not and the thing that makes that happen is routine because the things that need to get done that i need to do as opposed to want to do will be the first thing to fall off the radar if i don't have a schedule if i don't have a routine i'll spend all day doing all kinds of cool fun stuff and building this thing and forget to answer emails you know or whatever right although i do actually like answering emails but that's just an example you know so i I, you know i don't have super strict routines but i do have a schedule you know i was the first person to to, i'm the first person to admit i was totally surprised i spent all these years all this time getting away from fixed work schedules only to decide for myself that i love working monday to friday 6 a.m to 4 (laughs) p.m this very traditional work schedule right because it's a routine that works for me, you know. I get up in the morning, I have my coffee, and then you know I have my tasks that I go through to set myself up for success during during the day. So for you know for an entrepreneur, um, routines are, I would say, vital. Mm-hmm. Right? Make sure you're checking those boxes every day. The earlier in the day, the better.
0: Right. Are there, are there elements to your morning and evening that that are important to you?
1: Um. I, it, where I am right now, it's so unconscious. It's so unconscious. So I had to think about it. Like, yeah, my coffee ritual in the morning is very important to me. Um, and I'm a person who's gone through stages in my life where I've had no caffeine for years at a time. And now I'm back on the wagon, so to speak, or off the wagon, <laughs> I guess. So my coffee routine is, in the morning is good, is important to me. And sort of my, like, sitting down at my desk and, you know, taking the lay of the land and, looking at what is immediately important that you know that's an element of my routine that's important um and then from there it just you know if i sat here and i thought about it i could think about the sequence that i go through every morning and it it's just now like it's so routine that it doesn't even feel like a routine anymore it just happens right so you know i'll check my social media and you know and this and that and check in on my students check in on my clients blah 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 um, but I can perhaps the best way for me to answer this question is to contrast with a time in my life where I didn't have these unconscious automatic routines. And I can tell you, like I said before, you know, stuff falls off the radar really quickly and we, we we'll get, you know, days will go by and I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot to this and that, shoot, I forgot to this and that. Right. Um, but routine, you know, this concept of, of flow where, comes into play where you know you're in the zone and you're doing the work and just efficiency and productivity all of a sudden are so high and i think one of the secrets to getting into that state on your day-to-day is saving your cognitive power saving your your energy by having routines because when something is routine it's much easier consumes much less energy
0: than when it's not right does that make sense robert absolutely yeah yeah I, I like looking at it from the viewpoint of energy and energy conservation um, and routines are definitely energy conservation mode. So that's 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 really important. All right. Let's switch things up a little bit. What what's your favorite place that you visited? My
1: favorite place that I have visited. I've been, you know, like I said, I've been lucky and uh, I'm grateful to say I've been to quite a few places. Um, I think. I think Greece, I think Greece was really cool, Um, Greece. Um, I, I, you know, I had to I went into Athens, Athens. And there's an interesting thing about Athens. It's the capital of Greece. It's a beautiful place with wonderful food and wonderful things to see. But if you look online for like people's um, perception of Athens, as far as European cities go, the reviews are quite mixed. There's a lot of people that will say, don't go, don't go to, and I can't understand why, because, you know, um, I was there for a few days and from the moment I got there to the moment I left, um, it was great. Everything was great. The food was delicious. The sights were wonderful. The heat was extreme, but I dealt with that. It was fine because, (laughs) because I was having such a good and lovely time that it just didn't matter. So yeah, you know that just thinking about my time there, um, brings up some really nice, wonderful memories and feelings. And, you know, my advice is, should people go to Athens? I I don't know, because maybe they won't like it because it's sort of like this hit or miss thing. But I loved it. I loved it. So don't hold, you know, if you go there and you love it, I'll take the credit if you go there and you don't love it. That's right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So what do you love to do in your free time?
1: Uh, In my free
0: time, let's see what I think about that. You know, I collect stuff right?
1: I'm not a hoarder. I'm not a hoarder. <laughs> but I collect stuff. I collect watches. I collect watches. Um, and, you know, pens and stuff. I've got this pen here. This pen is, it was from Germany. It's made by a company called Rotring. It's about a hundred dollars. I really love this pen. I really like it. So I like like these little kind of like small p- package, high value little, little things. And so I'll spend my, you know, if I'm at home, which has been the case quite a bit in the last couple of years, you know, I'll spend my time looking at videos of watches on YouTube and videos of pens and different stuff like that. Um, And the other thing, you know, I love, as you know, as I mentioned, I've been fortunate to be able to travel. I love travel. So when it's possible and it's reasonable, you know, I like to either look at travel stuff online or actually be out there in the world, experiencing the world and seeing the sites and doing all that, all that stuff.
0: Nice. All right. So we're going to go straight from there to uh, how important is play and fun?
1: Play and fun. I mean, that's fundamental. Fundamental. Play and fun. Fundamental. Um, Because what's the point otherwise, right? What's the point of making money and building this life where you can do whatever you want if you're not going to, you know, enjoy yourself, right? Enjoy life. Experience life. Be present, right? Um, Play and fun. So on a scale of one to ten, how important is it? Eh, ten, right? I think it's. I think it's. A, I think it's a ten. I'd have to say. You know, laughing and enjoyment and living your life. Again, if you ask me whether or not to do it, I would say do it. You know, <laughs> have fun, do stuff.
0: Yeah. Nice. All right. So let's get into, into some nitty gritty. What? Uh, and and maybe there's. Uh, a segment of my audience that doesn't, hasn't even heard of NLP, but let's talk about the power of NLP and, 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 and what it's, what its primary, primary purpose or intention is.
1: Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different ways to define NLP neuro-linguistic programming, you know, is what it sounds, or excuse me, is what it stands for. Um, You know, some people will tell you it was a a body of techniques that were, were collected and uh, you know, disseminated basically starting back in the 70s by a couple of guys from California, Richard Bandler and John Grinder. Um, You know, some people will say it's the science of excellence or the study of excellence or modeling excellence. And, you know, all of that is true. For me, I think of NLP and, you know, hypnosis and hypnotherapy, which are, you know, sort of go hand in hand for a lot of people. They're tools for how to get what you want in life. They're tools for how to get what you want in life or how to get rid of what you no longer want in life, right? Um, you know, so I think, really, we use them to reprogram We use them to reprogram our minds. And I believe and I teach that, you know, what's going on in here, and I'm gesturing at my head for those that are, that are listening in audio, you know, what's going on in here, determines what's going to go on out there on an individual basis at minimum, right? No human being No human being is capable of experiencing an objective reality. Nobody. You can't. You only have access to what's out there via your five senses, and all the information that comes in through them is filtered through your noggin, right? And your personal experiences, your beliefs, your values, all these little things mean you must have a subjective reality. You must. You can only experience a subjective reality. And so with NLP, with hypnosis, with other similar tools, we take control of what that subjective reality is. We take control of our emotions. We take control of our beliefs. We take control of our results and thereby you know, create our own reality, so to speak. So that's what NLP is. I mean, if you wanna know more than that, you gotta kinda take the training, right? Like <laughs> to really have an understanding of specifically what are the techniques, but specifically what are the techniques is less important than the results. NLP and coaching and, and hypnotherapy. It's about, it comes down to releasing the pain of the past and connecting yourself with, with your goals and desires
0: and creating the reality that you want. Hmm. So good. Yeah. The idea that, um, I, I guess there's, there's a group of people or, or some, I mean, obviously fear driven, right? Like the idea that, that these things are manipulation or are, um abusive even.
1: Cool.
0: Yeah. Right. Speak, could you speak to, to that? I mean obviously all of us are experiencing that subjective reality and all of us have control over it. Yeah. But most people have left the control knob open, right? Like the doors <laughs> open and, and whatever the world is putting in there is what they've they've allowed. Yeah. Right? So they have that they've they've just their choice was no you know they feel like they didn't have a choice but they just choose default, right? Default mode.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's true, right? You know, human beings are constantly absorbing information from the time that they're born, and probably before that, we're being programmed. Our unconscious mind, our brain, our neurology is being programmed. Um, and yeah, I mean, in order for a person to learn anything and grow and thrive, the door has to be relative. Has to be relatively open. Stuff needs to go in, right? Um, otherwise, how would you learn to speak to begin with, right? Because you're too young to critically determine whether or not you want to speak. You just must. Now, as life goes on, if we leave that door open, you know, that's when we can we or too open. That's when, yeah, some people might run into some problems, right? Um, and you're right. You know, it it some people have that perception that using tools like NLP or hypnosis or whatever is manipulation or um, illicit in some way and i'm you know i'll tell you that's nonsense it's just simply not true at all you know nlp is no more manipulation than reading a book is manipulation nlp is a means of communication with one's own self and it's a means that one's own self is in total and 100 percent control of it's just more efficient right you can sit here and you know repeat a mantra A Thousand times a day for you know, a hundred days in a row and it may or may not have an effect Oftentimes it will don't get me wrong. I like mantras too or you know, you can pick the most efficient Proven technique to reprogram your own mind the way you see Fit and get it done lickety-split, you know in a 15 minute session or whatever this idea that somebody who's trained in NLP or hypnosis or these other communication modalities can have undue influence or undue power over another person are wrong. It's not true, um, plain and simple, because at the end of the day, you know, absent illicit drugs or surgery or literally things that physically change a human being, um, they're always going to have the choice of whether to accept or reject any suggestions, any information, any so-called programming um, that would be given to them more so when they're aware that these these things exist and part of nlp and part of hypnosis is educating people about how they receive information about how they influence their own mind their own beliefs their own values so if anything a person who's experienced these either as a client or a practitioner or a student or whatever will ha- will be less manipulatable so to speak um than just a, a person who's unaware of what you know unconscious programming is
0: Absolutely, yeah. That that's a great explanation, and and appreciate you being willing to 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 share it. Right? I mean, obviously, too many people have the idea of hypnosis as the the stage show, you know, where they make the person cluck around stage like a chicken. And, yeah, uh, and of course, they choose people that they know are open to that possibility. Yeah. Right? And, and so right off the bat, they're already choosing people that are open to it. And because they're open to it, they they can be made a fool of in in other people's minds, right? Yeah. And so, but typical hypnosis is not stage show hypnosis.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's true. You know, um, I actually have a, a whole module in my hypnosis training that I do for my students just about sort of demystifying stage show hypnosis and what i tell my students is that stage show hypnosis is it real yes but it's not pure hypnosis it's a combination of what i would call illusion and real hypnosis where we're combining showmanship and you know other elements that for for visually you know an experientially entertaining experience with real hypnosis but there's a whole pattern that you know stage show hypnotists and their teams go through to create this effect, to create this belief in the audience's mind that the, you know, hypnotist has total control over the subjects. That's really not the case. And actually in, in the module where I teach about stage show hypnosis and demystifying it, I say, you know, I'm kind of going to ruin the magic. If you found these shows entertaining before you might still, but now you're going to know what they're doing and how this works. And it may not be as impressive, uh, anymore. Right.
0: Yep take away take away the blinders right
1: yeah precisely yeah
0: <clears throat> all right so hmm. what's uh what's your big dream
1: big dream big dream okay that's a good question many things come to mind um you know just more of everything more of everything I, you know i'd love to 10x my income in the next couple of years um i'd love to 10x or 100x my reach in terms of people that i'm able to empower other people who i'm able to get um to live the life of freedom that they want you know and obviously i'm really lucky in that i'm a trainer so i have you know almost this exponential effect where i train people to go out and empower other people right so i think the big dream is you know uh is to have the stadium full of people raving and screaming and loving you know all of it um and just you know exponential success on my terms right to go back to the pillars of freedom for me you know more financial freedom more location freedom more um time freedom more emotional freedom although you know getting to the point where it's hard <laughs> to, to feel more free because i've been blessed right I'm, i've you know i've been um it's just
0: It's at least maintaining that freedom, right? Maintaining that level of freedom because...
1: Exactly, exactly. Well, maintaining it and getting, you know, anybody who wants to come along for the ride and anybody who's ready to hear what I got to say, getting them to wherever they want to be too. I mean, that's, at this point, that's what it's truly about, right? Nice.
0: So good. All right, you sat with a young entrepreneur now, you had coffee together and hanging out and you're going to leave them with Ryan's words of wisdom. What would you share?
1: Ryan's words of wisdom. Um, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. How much time you got? Um, <laughs> you know, one thing I will tell people that is unconventional advice um, and sometimes takes people by surprise is sometimes you need to ignore your gut feeling. Sometimes you need to ignore your gut feeling, people out there. You, you know, it's been driven into you since a young age, especially, you know, in, in, Western society, oh, you know, trust your gut, trust your gut, do it, you know, trust yourself. Here's the thing if your gut is telling you to stay in your comfort zone, to not post content, to stick to a job when really what you want to do is be an entrepreneur, you need to ignore your gut to get outside of your comfort zone, right? Um, and that, and I had to. I had to, I remember taking action that logically I knew I needed to take to grow my business and feeling awful physically about it. Like it just felt all wrong, but I knew, okay, I got to ignore this temporarily so that I can get out of my comfort zone and, and make something big. And let me tell you, it paid off exponentially, right? So my first bit of advice is not always like your intuition is important. Your intuition is important, but sometimes you need to ignore the gut because the gut is wrong. People who have done crazy, awesome things had to ignore certain parts of their neurology that were saying, no, 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 I'm scared. So that I think that's my biggest piece of advice for a young, new entrepreneur, or an entrepreneur of any age that's building something. Also, and I, I mentioned them earlier, um, getting comfortable giving value to the crickets, getting comfortable giving value to the crickets. There will be days where you are doing stuff and it feels like nobody cares. It feels like no one wants it um and don't give up don't give up at that stage you need to move through that right and you know here's the thing with consistency even people who weren't interested before if you just show up enough they're gonna start to say oh there must maybe there's something here this guy or this gal or this person or this whoever like they're they're always around they're always saying this thing they're always pushing this You know, interesting agenda of theirs. What's going on there? And eventually it pays off. Um, So ignore the gut. Consistency is a a big one. Um, Get comfortable talking to no one, as I mentioned earlier, until somebody starts listening. Um, And, okay, and one little one, and one little one, one little one, entrepreneurs. Don't be one of these people that says, oh, I don't do Facebook, or, oh, I don't do Instagram, or, oh, I don't do this, or, oh, I don't do that you're leaving money on the table these things are just means of communication they're just mediums on which you connect with other human beings stop attaching you know all these other connotations to what is basically just a means of communication and if you have some negative beliefs around the most effective way of reaching out to your clients that exists and has existed ever um, you got to sort that you got to sort that because that's if you want to have location and time freedom and you know, a business where you serve people online, you need to embrace the systems that exist.
0: Ooh, yeah, especially the big ones. <laughs>
1: especially the big ones, and even the little ones, and even the little <laughs> ones. I know, you know, hypnotherapists who do one-to-one sessions exclusively. We're making 40k a month just from TikTok clients, just from clients who found them on TikTok. Right? They don't have Facebook. They don't have Instagram. Um, you're leaving money on the table if you don't embrace.
0: And now you can pounce that whole TikTok thing into Facebook and they and they fit right into Facebook reels. So there you go. Facebook is, uh, is expanding even more. So, yeah. Ryan, thank you so much for hanging out today and having this conversation. I appreciate the wisdom that you shared and just to appreciate the chance to share that.
1: You are most, most, most welcome, Robert. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for asking me all these lovely questions. Thank you for inviting me to be on your Wonderful podcast! This has been a ton of fun. You're the you're the best. You're awesome. Um, I appreciate I appreciate it very very much.
0: Thank you. Appreciate you. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at AddValueMindset.com. That's A D D ValueMindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. ADD value mindset.com. In our next episode, Zach Centrin and Nathan Stern are commercial real estate brokers and developers focusing on food and beverage. I'm just excited about their concept of serving the community of restaurant incubators, and they just have a great vision for with a community focus.